just a little ASMR for the listeners. Oh, shit. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. I'm your host, Nicole. And on today's episode, I'm going to have to give another lesson to my servers. Cheers. Now, this is the thing. My friends, I'm in the hospitality industry. I've been in the hospitality industry for nearly 15 years. I can't believe I actually say those words. The truth is I've been in the industry since I was 15 years old. I turned 30 this year, so naturally 15 years if you can do the math. I still can't believe it. I feel hella old when I say it this way. But this is the thing. As well as I've been in the hospitality industry serving others is just as much time, if not more, that I've been to restaurants where I have been served. So I have seen this the side of hospitality both ways, right? And I always like to give my servers the benefit of the doubt when I go out to eat, you know, whenever I see a server that seems to be super weeded, which if you're unfamiliar with the term weeded, it means when someone's very busy. So when I notice that my server is weeded, aka busy, I always give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Like they're not neglecting me, they just have a lot going on. It's just that kind of day. And given that I'm in the industry, I'm very familiar with those kinds of days. I get it. But this is the thing. Servers tend to forget that guests aren't dumb. They can point out BS from a mile away. Me, 100%. Why? Because I am also in the industry. So when I ask my server for a side of ranch for the third time and they tell me, oh, the back is making it, you're lying. You're lying. And I know that you're lying because... Now, it's not to say that other restaurants don't make their dressings in-house, aka meaning that they make their dressing or their sauces in the restaurant, like they prep it up in the mornings. Now, this is true. I've worked in restaurants where we make our dressings in-house. We make them in the back. But the thing is, they make those sauces by batches in the morning or even the night before a certain shift. So many times when we run out of something, we just run out of it. And you have to wait until the next day, especially if it's on a Friday or Saturday night. Because if it's a Friday or Saturday night and the kitchen's busy, no one is in prep making fucking ranch. I don't know about your restaurant. I know every restaurant is different. But again, 15 years experience, when we run out of something, we just run out of something. Bottom line. No one's making shit in the back. If we are making anything in the back, it's probably like a side dish that is like highly requested, like beans or something that went 86, aka ran out of earlier and we're just prepping it up to make more of it in the next half hour. Things like that make sense. But for example, if a server is telling me we're making a condiment in the middle of dinner rush, you're lying. You're lying, you forgot, you just needed to buy some time and you're getting me that. Now listen, I get it. Sometimes we have to fluff up, stretch out the truth to save our asses because we legitimately forgot about one thing or another. Totally understandable. I'm not going to hold you to it. But sometimes it's best to be honest with your guest because nine times out of ten, they will call out the BS and it'll affect your tip. Excuse me for the rant. I just felt like it was important for me to bring those things up because... I've always noticed on social media, whether it's through an article, through a podcast, through a YouTube channel, people are always getting on guests on the do's and don'ts, you know, going to a restaurant. Tip 20%, don't be a Karen, don't ask for shit, you know, don't be annoying, you know, don't modify your entrees. If you don't see something you like on the menu, then just order something else. Don't make up your own 
thing or you know if it's like 100 degrees outside don't ask for tea listen I get it I have been on that side of being a server where I'm just like oh I wish guests just knew what to do and what not to do but I think we're losing sight on what servers need to stop doing and dunking let's just quote that up okay let me explain you know how we always tell the guests the do's and don'ts, right? I think that servers need to have that same conversation. We need to have a one-on-one, my friends. And listen, I'm on your side. I'm Switzerland. And I'm. if you've listened to all my episodes, you've already known that I've already posted an episode like this. A server's do's and don'ts. I'll give you a, f- a quick recap. Servers, for the love of God, stop making your guests feel like a dumbass when they mispronounce something on the menu. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Because, for example, quick, quick story time. I remember when I went to New Orleans, I had went to a coffee shop and was like, oh, let me get the cafe au lait. I said it as in a question mark because I wasn't sure if I was pronouncing it right. And the barista was like, what? And I'm like, the uh, cafe au lait, the um, cafe au lait. And she goes, I, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, the cafe au lait, the one, the, 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 the top coffee on the top of the menu. She goes, oh, you mean the cafe au lait? Yeah, I'll get that for you. What size? Fucking ho, bro. Fucking ho. Now, listen, I get it. Sometimes you want to be a dick to certain guests, but it's unfair to make them feel stupid because they don't pronounce things correctly. So stop being a dick. Okay. Another thing. Stop taking your anger out on the guests that come into your shift five minutes before your relief comes in or five minutes before closing time for two reasons. One, they don't know the hours of your schedule to determine what time is best to come into a restaurant. Now, granted, I don't agree with guests coming in five minutes before closing time, but at the end of the day, it is not their problem. It's not their problem. The same way it's not their problem when they decide to come in for dinner at four o'clock and shift change happens to be at four o'clock and you don't want to take this table because your relief's literally coming through the door and now you're forced to take an order and keep them when you already had plans to leave. I get it. Everyone has different schedules and different priorities, but the guests that come in, it's not their fucking problem if you've made plans to go drinking with your friends for happy hour. And I get it. Sometimes people have things to do, like they need to pick up their kids or they have an appointment or they're trying to beat traffic or they have an assignment that's due at a certain time and they need that small window of leave to make it on time. I get it. I freaking get it. But at that point, that's when you work it out with the server that comes in where you just transfer a table. I'm talking about those servers that literally have an attitude because you just happen to come in 20 minutes before their relief is to come in and you just want to come in and have a nice happy hour wine and a nice appetizer and catch up on some emails and you have your server being a dick to you because you just happen to come in just before they were going to get cut. Servers, stop, stop, stop being a dick, stop, stop. Because it's unfair, like you, like it's not their problem, right? And then lastly, it's servers, stop being prideful when you get busy. If you're busy, ask for help. 
for the love of God, please just ask for help. Listen, I, I work with a few super servers and I've been guilty of being one, right? Like I'm moving, I'm grooving, you know, I am a little busy, but you know, people are like, Hey Nicole, do you need any help? And I'm like, nah, I got it. I got it. Because I really feel like I'm in, I'm in the zone. Right. But time after time, sometimes the hostess quadruple seats you and you happen to have a table full of allergies, a table that's never been here for the first time and just wants to desperately know what your favorite thing on the menu is only for you to go through the entire menu for them to still order a fucking water and a Caesar salad. Yes, it has definitely happened to me. And then you have two other tables that are just so demanding for things. Listen, it's happened to the best of us. Even people that have been serving for six, 10 plus years will still find themselves weeded, okay? It, it, it pays no favor to anyone. But servers, please, if you're busy, just, just ask for help. Just ask for help. Because your servers, I mean, I'm sorry, your, your guests, they're not going to give you an award for being the best, quickest server. They're going to tip you according to the best service and quickness you give to them as an individual. There have been times where I've have gotten so many tables that even though I know I would benefit from gaining one more table because that's one more tip that I can receive, I'm naturally going to hurt myself as in a domino effect of tips because by me taking that one more table, I will be neglecting the rest and I wouldn't even be making as much. There have been times where I as a server have made at times, not every time, but times would make more money with lower sales than I did with higher sales. That speaks volumes. Now, granted, like I said, not every time, but sometimes. So servers, for the love of God, if you're weeded, if you're busy, just just ask for help. I can't tell you how many times I will see a server and I would be like, okay, they're busy. I've already counted how many tables I've seen them touch or been to. So I'm thinking, okay, well, damn, that server has like six tables. Okay, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long experience for us. Okay, so in that moment, I tried to like get to know the menu, try to answer my own questions. So by the time I have my server, I can pretty much just tell everything I want right away. <clears throat> so I'm not waiting any longer for anything, right? That's what I do as a guest. Sometimes I wish I guests would do that. But listen, I get it, right? But then there are times where it's just like you see other servers just kind of hanging around and then you see your server just fucking like ping ponging throughout their entire station. And I can't seem to wonder whether it's because they're not asking for help or if their coworkers are pieces of shit and just don't want to help each other out because that's not my table, not my problem, not my table, not my problem. I again. My friends, I have credibility to say this because, again, I've been in this industry for 15 years. I've seen it all. I've worked in places where I barely made money. I've worked at places where I made great money. And I've worked at places where the money was okay, but the staff was impossible to work with. Every establishment is different. I get it. But servers, if you can, control it. Ask for help if you're busy. Just ask for help. That's the wrap up. I know I've taken like 10 minutes to prove a point. But first episode where I talked about the servers do's and don'ts. That's pretty much the recap of that lesson. My friends, this episode is part two. So strap up because I'm about to go in again. If you are a server in the service industry, front of the house, meaning hostess, manager, bartender, bar back, busser, whatever position you play, your role is important. I get that sometimes the guests can be very... 
annoying. Um, but again, this is a conversation that we must have. I have been working hard these past few weeks. I have a quick announcement to give you, but I'm going to save that for the end of the episode. Um, but this is the thing, my friends. We have to have this conversation because I have been working a lot at work and I've been talking to my coworkers and a lot of them have been complaining about stupid shit stupid shit and they've been kind of expressing some irritations they are having and again I think that we need to have a second lesson a little how do you say little reality check and so again my friends I am on your side I am a server I get it I get it but Listen up, because I'm about to give you the do's and don'ts, part two. All right, my friends, <laughs> I'm going to say it. Don't come for me. Don't come for me. <sighs> Servers, you are not always entitled to a 20% tip. I know, I know, calm down, calm down. Let me explain, let me explain. Stop it, let me explain. Listen, the job is hard. Serving is not for the weak. And I'm not just saying that because I'm in the industry. I'm saying that because literally, this job is hard. Not only are you dealing with labor, physical, stressful, tiring, exhausting labor, you're also dealing with a lot of emotions. You're repressing your own initial validated emotions to provide the guests needs and initiating those needs and making their needs and feelings a prior a priority than your own. That is exhausting. That is tiresome. I understand. Okay. If I can honestly just be like magic wand, no matter what, I wish that everyone always received a 20% or more tip. Now, before I go on to explain myself even further, I am going to say that even when I don't receive the best service ever, and I truly believe my server doesn't, uh, doesn't even deserve a tip, the, the less, like, I think the the, I don't want to say the most, but the less amount I've ever given to a server was an 18% tip. And it almost pained me to give them that tip, but I did because they truthfully were terrible, but there's something inside of me and it's kind of like this code of honor as a server where it's like, I'm always going to tip no matter what, because at the end of the day, you just never know what they are going through. And I know that. Listen, I've had days where I was going through the fucking worst and I was forced to be happy-go-lucky and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't fake it. And, you know, it reflected my tip and it sucked because it had nothing to do with them, but everything to do with me. And I wish I could have still made money at those in those times. But this is the thing, my friends. Servers, you do not owe, you're not entitled to a 20% tip. And it's not to say it's because you don't deserve it. It's because you have to ask yourself, well, why didn't they tip you a 20% tip? Let me explain. 
I'm not going to name any names because I love my coworkers, even the new ones. Some of them are kind of fucking annoying, but I still love them. I respect them. You know, those are my coworkers. But here's the thing. There is a friend I have at work where their section wasn't too... Actually, I, was, I wouldn't say that it was far from mine. It was... I mean, depending who you ask, I guess was pretty far, but the soda station was like right in between our sections. So even though my section was kind of like considered in a whole other area of the restaurant, the soda station was like right in the center between their section and mine. And I kid you not, their table seemed to have found me always to ask me for things. Oh, can we have ketchup? Hi, I can't find my server. Can I have some salt and pepper? Oh, I'm so sorry to do this. We can't find our server. Can can we have a to-go box? Very friendly people. And of course, like, I don't need, at this point, like, when a guest asks me for something, I'm not the kind of server that's like, yeah, be right back and be like, who has table 26? Who has table 45? No, bitch. I'm going to go give them what they want, especially if I'm fucking in a corner on my phone. All right? Like, if a guest asks for something, I'm going to give it to them. After I give it to them, then I'll go and look for the server like, hey, listen, your table seems to be needing something. I got them this, that, and the third. Just go check on them just so that, you know, show face, whatever. Anyway, this particular table have asked me for a few things. Five minutes later, oh, I want to say five minutes later, but sometime later, it was me and another server and they were asking for their check. The, the bottom line is the server for that table was literally nowhere to be found. Fast forward until after they paid, this same server had the audacity to complain and be like, wow, these motherfuckers only gave me five on 95. Um, ma'am, let's look inward. <laughs> let, let us look inward. Why do you think they gave you five on 95? And listen, I get it, right? Because things can happen, right? But my goodness, if your table is asking me for these many things, and they tip you what they've tipped you, ask yourself why. In that moment, in this scenario, you are not entitled to a 20% tip. You did not deserve that 20% tip. Even for myself, anytime I get a tip, lower than 20, lower than 18, let's say like 15%, I ask myself, did I deserve that? Could I have done something differently? Did I forget something? Did I neglect them? Did I forget that it was a birthday? Did I ignore the fact that it was an anniversary? Did I get too distracted with having a conversation with a friend of mine at the soda station that made them feel that this was an appropriate tip to give me? And nine times out of 10, I'm honest with myself and I'm thinking, okay, well, they did have to ask for that refill twice. My bad. I got busy running food. I got busy in the back. I probably took too long in the bathroom. I always try to be honest with myself. And I always show my gratitude regardless on the amount of tip that I receive. And I think by having this mentality is what's allowed me to be very, you know, financially stable and very grateful for the amount of money that I make. I'm a good server. I know that I am. But in a lot of case scenarios, you know, you do find those tables that don't tip you correctly and it gets very frustrating even when you give them top-notch service. So again, I'm not saying that you as a server do not deserve good tips. Everyone deserves a decent tip because at the end of the day, it is service. I am providing a service. You need to tip me based on that service. However, if you are not raising up to the expectations or at least the standard of this restaurant, 
and you're giving to your guests, then you're not entitled to that 20% if you're not meeting up to those needs, if you're not meeting up to those standards. And for servers, that is what I mean. I'm not talking about, oh, you don't, you're not entitled to a 20% tip. Like, no, we are entitled to a respectable tip percentage of the service we provide. But if you are not providing those service standards, then no, you're not entitled to that 20% tip. And in that moment, I had to look at my coworker like, um, okay, well, I'm not gonna lie to you. They asked me for a lot of things. Like, where the fuck were you? Because I know you were in the back. I saw you in the back. You were on your phone. This person asked me for four fucking things. And even came up to another server to ask to look for you because they wanted to pay. I don't know your number to actually have them paid and checked out. There have been times where I've I've had guests come up to me and be like, we just want to pay. And I wish I can just have the ability to just cash them out because I know what it's like when you're in a restaurant and you're just like ready to go and your server is like nowhere to be found. And you're just like, I know I legally cannot walk out. But if I knew the amount, I just leave the cash and walk out the door. Like, it's fucking, it's frustrating. So servers, the next time you get a shitty tip, before you get defensive, just ask yourself, well, did you deserve it? Could you have done better? And if you're telling yourself, well, I'm not doing all of that, well, then get more comfortable with that kind of tip. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's move on. Servers, this is kind of like a follow-up a little bit. Let me explain. Talking defensive. Stop complaining about the job. Stop. Stop complaining about the job. Because at the end of the day, you chose this. You chose this. You chose to be a server. You chose the job and its description and its pay. It's a lot of labor with a high reward, especially if you work at a restaurant where you make great money. This is the thing that I think servers tend to forget. And before I even get to that point, I want to kind of express that if you're not in the industry, it is a very convenient industry to be in. You know, you don't have to wake up early in the mornings. You work nights most of the time, depending on what kind of restaurant or bar or establishment you work at. But, you know, I'm not just to kind of like tell you my experience. I pretty much make my own hours. I can change my availability anytime I want. Some restaurants are kind of limiting, but for the most part, I've earned the privilege to go to my managers and be like, hey, I can't work these days anymore. I can only work these days. And if that changes after a few months, then I can be like, okay, hey, actually, um, I can work this day, this day, and that day, but I can't work this day, and this day, this day. And I have the privilege to be able to do that. I understand that not many restaurants, not many jobs, or maybe not restaurants, but other job industries don't allow you that kind of flexibility. So not only do we make our own hours, we can pretty much decide what days we have off without true explanation. So if I want to take a, if I want to take a week off next month, I could do that and it'll be fine. I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not limited to only two week vacations once per year. I can take two-week vacations once a month if I want to because of the kind of job that I have. And on top of that, I make tips. So even though the money could be quite inconsistent, it's very 
comforting and validating to know that when I go into a shift, I'm walking out with money. And depending on how much money I make can determine how much more or less I can work for the rest of the week. So I have more control of my income. And that's a big reason why a lot of servers are in the service industry. It's a lot of reasons. It's a big reason why people are in the service industry. And that benefits a lot of people. But this is the thing. The description of the job is very, very hard. And again, like I said before, it's exhausting emotionally and physically. And it's annoying. And sometimes you feel like you're stuck in this hole because you know that this is the only thing that's going to work for you in that moment. Whether you're a parent, in school, love to travel, just like the flexibility in general. You did the 9 to 5 and you want to have something more like where it benefits you more like within your free time or your mental health. However, you tr- whatever reasons you have to be in the indis- in this industry. But this is the thing, my friends. If you chose to be in this industry, if you chose to be in this job, stop fucking complaining. Stop. I cannot tell you how many times I go into a shift and I have a server come up to me and be like, oh my God, this bitch just asked me for a fucking tea with a 2% milk and a side of lemons and fucking honey and I got to go to the back and she wants me to get her some limes and some raw sugar and this kind of tea. She asked me, and listen, I get it. We all complain about our jobs one way or another. Doctors complain about their jobs. Lawyers complain about their jobs. Teachers complain about their jobs. Bartenders, servers, managers, CEOs, whatever. Everybody complains about their job. No job is entirely perfect. Okay, I'm not going to hold it against you if you go on a few tangents here and there throughout your shift because it's becoming exhausting. Listen, I've definitely been guilty of it. But when you start complaining about the job, like how this is your second double in a row, And how you're just so tired and you're so over it. And oh, you hate your guests because they ask for more bread. It's like, well, well, this is the job. This is the job. Like, and I'm not expanding more to that. Everybody complains about their job. Guys, I complain about my job. Okay. There'll be times where I'm just like, fuck, I'm so tired. I can't wait to be cut. It's my second double in a row. Just can't wait to drink wine and watch Bridgerton. Like literally that those are the words that do come out of my mouth once a week. Okay. I'm talking about the servers that complain, complain like, like they despise the job, right? Because at this point you have to make a decision. It's either you're going to accept that this is your job and you're just going to have to accept this place in your life, this moment that you're choosing to be in your life. Or you get another fucking job. (laughs) And I'm just saying this as a server working in the service industry around people who don't like serving. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I know what I'm saying. But to be fair, do I want to be a server for the rest of my life? No. Am I completely content with being a server right now in my professional career? No, I'm in school studying business management. I don't know what kind of job I will have after I graduate. I do know what my life, what I want my life to look like. Ultimately, I do still see myself in the hospitality industry for sure. I feel at this point it's become such a part of me that the idea of being in an office for eight hours stresses me out. 
Like at this point, like I need to socialize. I need to be on my feet. I need to walk around. I need to make connections and be a part of experiences. I love that. I love doing that. But I've come to a place right now where I've just chosen not to complain about the job itself. I've decided to accept that this is what I do for work. And honestly, I've learned to love it because I've been aware on how much flexibility and freedom and financial stability that it gives me. It does. I don't have to wake up early in the mornings. I get to have literally four days off out of the week to do whatever I want. I travel as much as I do because I'm able to afford it because I serve. And I know that it's not an impressive role to announce when I meet new people. You know, some people look at you like, oh, you're a server. One time I ran, I ran into an old coworker of mine and I was so happy to see her. She looked gorgeous. She looked beautiful. I said hello to her. And one of the first things she said to me was, oh, my God, I can't believe you're still serving. Yeah, that kind of fucking stung a little bit. But, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, well, you know what? It's OK. It's OK. Because you don't know what my savings looks like. You don't know how much money I get to spend a month. And clearly, when I look at my Instagram versus yours, I live a more exciting life. <laughs> so <laughs> in those moments, I'm just like, whatever. Like, if, if you want to keep that kind of mindset, by all means, stay in your lane, boo. I'm happy where I'm at. So I get it. Like, serving is not something that not everyone is proud of. They feel like bottom of the barrel, like, fuck you know, I wish I would be doing something else. I didn't see myself doing this for this long. And those are the people that typically complain about the job, right? Because they never thought they'd be in the industry for this long. And I understand that. I get it. But you have to come to a point in your life, whether it's okay, I accept where I am. And I'm just going to embrace it. Or I'm going to take the steps it means to get out of it so that I am in a job or in a role that I am more happy with. So servers, if you find yourself in the middle, stop complaining about the job and either lean into it or find a way out of it. Otherwise, stop fucking bitching. Thank you. And lastly, my friends, this is an important rule. <sighs> okay, just listen. Listen to this. The guest's attitude has nothing to do with you. Let me say it again, my friends. Servers, servers, listen, listen. Bartenders, listen. Managers, listen. The guest's attitude has nothing to do with you. I'm going to use myself as an example because it's my podcast and I can do that. Okay? Okay. One time, okay, so again, I work at Disney, right? I work at Disney as a server. Blah, blah, blah. I had a table, party of four, no, party of five, mom and dad, three kids, right? And the mom was a bitch. I went to the table and she, and I was like, hi, my name is Nicole. Um, yeah, um, can I have three waters? Actually, waters all around. Okay, and do you bring bread to the table? Yeah, can we have some bread, please? And I was like, sure. Well, my name is Nicole. I'll be taking care of you. I'll get that right out for you in a moment. And I walked away. And I was thinking to myself, fucking bitch, bro. 
really this is how we're gonna start this is how we're gonna start like i'm over here like like just fucking walking away with my head shaking like so over it already like fuck no fucking manners right no fucking manners when i came back to the table with the waters and bread the dad is just like on looking at the menu the kids, I mean, they got the Disney bags, they got the ears on, you know, they clearly just came from the park. And the mom is like settling them in, taking off the backpack, getting the kids settled, bringing them to the bathroom, taking them back into the table because she's just washed her hands. And then it wasn't until that moment I realized this is a family of five with three toddlers who just came from the park. Okay. Now, I work at Disney Springs, right? The theme parks are pretty far from Disney Springs. The theme parks are big, okay? And if you're not renting a car and let's say you're staying on property, they provide like a bus service, right? That takes you to the parks, to the resorts, to the thing, da 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 And so it clearly seemed that not only did they just come from the parks, but they were tired, they were hungry, mom was doing all the work, Okay, while dad was just sitting on the fucking chair reading the menu. The mom was the one settling all the kids, answering all the questions, taking them to the bathroom, washing their hands, taking them back. She hadn't even looked at the menu, not even one time because she was so busy handling all the kids before she could even take a seat for herself. And as I'm placing down those drinks and bread, I realize she's tired. She's tired. She's getting no fucking help from her husband. The kids are all mommy, mommy, mommy. And she doesn't even have a moment to even think about what she wants to eat. And then that's when I realized, granted, it it was a little rude the way she came out at me. But I realized that her attitude and her stress had nothing to do with me as a server. That, That had nothing to do with me. That had everything to do with a mom who was tired and exhausted and hungry and clearly being the one to handle all these kids while her husband just gets to fucking sit there looking at the menu, determining what kind of whiskey he wants to drink for the evening. And that's when I realized, like, you know what? She's just going through a lot. It's not she she doesn't hate me. She doesn't. It's not that she doesn't respect me. She's just going through a lot. And in that moment. I took my time with her and I was like, all right, mama, it looks like you need a drink. You want me to talk about the cocktails? And she was like, yes, what do you recommend? And that's it. And, and I'm, and here I am. A lot of times servers will be like, oh, rude bitch, you know, (laughs) and I get it. Not every guest that comes in, it's not always that same scenario, right? Like you always come across those guests that have different kind of energies. Like maybe the guests that come in aren't a party of five with running around children coming from the park. Sometimes you just have those people that are just, they feel entitled to have exceptional service without having to be polite about it. Like, yeah, uh, server, mm-hmm. we need lemons, <laughs> you know, like I get it. Not not every guest deserves to be justified for bad behavior. I understand. But sometimes you have to understand also that the attitude that they give off has nothing to do with you personally. So it's best not to take it personal because had I taken it personal, then I would have taken out my attitude towards her. She would have given her attitude towards me. And guess what? 
she probably would have complained to the manager. It would have affected my tip. It would have been a downfall, whatever. And then the guests are going to leave the restaurant feeling like, wow, what a shitty day. Because people tend to forget how much money families spend when they come to Disney. Now, listen, I don't know where you serve at. I know that for where I work at, a lot of it can be justified because it's Walt Disney World. But nonetheless, I think it's best to always keep in mind that the guests attitude, whether they seem like in a bad mood or have like a kind of like a little nasty attitude that has nothing to do with you. So I think it's important to always keep that in mind. Now, servers, that is it for this episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this lesson. That was the servers do's and don'ts part two. I hope you learned a lot. And I just kind of want to wrap it up and just kind of say, like, at the end of the day, listen, it's a hard industry to be in. Again, like I've said many times, it is not for the week. This is hard, okay? But we're crazy and we do it anyway. And to some weird fucked up way, dysfunctional way, we love it. We love it one way or another. Maybe not all of us. But, you know, I mean, well, and I hope you learned a lot and I hope it gave you some perspective. But anyways, my friends, I love you so much. Thank you for listening in. New episodes every Mondays. And I'll see you next time. Bye.